myself. My name is Bond. James Bond is looking at you, kid. The force will be with you always. I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. You're gonna need a bigger boat. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Where shall I go? What shall I do? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. Hey everybody, welcome to the Backlot Review, an official part of the Backlot Podcast Network. I'm your host, Steven Saria, and I'm joined by my co-host, John Kegg. John, what's up? What's up? I was thinking of something funny to say <laughs> to start off the episode, I, and I couldn't know, think of I anything. I always try to come up with something funny, and I'm like, man, I'm just not funny. I'm, well, that is true, but I was literally so tired that like, I literally couldn't think of anything except just like the normal script we always say. I feel like my brain broke in those few seconds. Yeah. I was going to start singing like an ACDC song or like Guns N' Roses <laughs> I mean, to commemorate go Thor. Go with the theme. And then I was like, my brain just stopped working and then just like the normal script came out. Uh, I mean, before we begin, do you, I mean, do you want to, you know, tell the world what you've been working on or is this a little secret? Oh, no, I mean, not really. Um, so I've been working on uh, some filming stuff lately. Uh, worked on a short film about a month ago. That was like a three-day shoot. Really excited for that. Um, they actually just, the producers just told me today um, that they are already a decent bit into post-production. There's a, a lot of VFX going into it, um, especially towards like the back half of the film. And uh, I heard murmurs about screaming, screamings, screenings. I'm not sure when or where but they told me they would get back to all the cast and crew about that and was working on a commercial earlier today it's another three-day shoot i can't say the client name but it is coming out eventually and when it does i'll let everybody know really excited for it it's gonna be great the cast and crew for both uh, were absolutely incredible and i'm really really excited to see where this leads you know a lot of open doors, met a lot, a lot of really great people, a lot of really cool filmmakers, um, a lot of really great DPs, um, directors, assistant directors, producers, uh, actors and actresses. So really, really, really exciting. Um, I'm really happy with how everything has sort of turned out. And I'm really eager to see what other people think, you know, and sort of just looking towards the future. You know, yeah, there's going to be a lot of continue. Oh no, I, th- I think it's good. I, th- I think I think what you're doing is, uh, you know, it could potentially open some doors. Um, you know, obviously the film industry, TV industry, whatever. Um, you know, they all are kind of under one umbrella. If you if you think so, or you think about it, um, I think that this would help a lot. Though I think this is good, man. This sounds it sounds exciting. Yeah, man, I, I'm really really excited. Uh, I have a few scripts that I have in the works. Uh, I've spoken to some producers and directors who have extended the offer of reading over my scripts and if they're up to par if they're good enough maybe even getting them produced so i'm really really excited about that and i'm really eager to see where that leads and just sort of ride the wave man see where it goes maybe i'll maybe i'll be directing thor 5 (laughs) yeah man i I hope so i would cast you as thor um i would probably recast you as hercules okay i'll accept that i'll accept that I don't think I'm but, quite as hairy, though. Yeah, but you're buffer. Okay. 
or more buff this, technically. This troll is just stupid, huh? That's not stupid. I'm being sincere. I'm being <laughs> for real. <laughs> so, um, besides all of that personal news and all of that stuff, um, sort of big movie week, especially in regards to Marvel. Miss Marvel just wrapped. I have not seen the last two episodes. So we're not going to be talking about that now. We'll be talking about that in next week's episode. But Miss Marvel wrapped. Uh, I finished watching The Bear, which I might we might not talk about on the podcast. But I will probably be writing a piece about it on our website. Mm. I watched uh, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, which again, I'm not going to talk about on the podcast. But I will most likely be writing about it on the website. So keep an eye out for those two really, really, really great. Well, the Bears is a really, really great series, and Marcel the Shell, an amazing, adorable film. Definitely recommend those if you know you have Hulu for the Bear, and you live in one of like the five places on Earth that Marcel is streaming on or uh, <laughs> uh, playing on. Really, really, really limited release. Um, but besides that. I think we could just dive right into this week's episode. I know a lot of people are really eager for this. A lot yeah. of people have hit up you and I asking, yo, what do you think about Thor? Um, did you like Thor? Uh, this, this, and that. And I told them, just wait. Just wait. An episode is coming. You know an episode's coming. You know we're going to talk about Thor yeah, Love and Thunder. I've had, I've had people ask me like when the episode's dropping so we can, um, you know, so we can give our thoughts on on not just Thor, but I think um, as you and I are big comic book fans and Marvel Marvel Studios uh, fans, like, you know, just where they're going and where the state of it's at right now, I think there's a lot to be to talked about in this episode um, regarding that. Um, so I'm excited to share our thoughts. Uh, I'm sure you and I will have a lot to say about um, just the way things are going right now. And, uh, yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, so Thor Love and Thunder spoiler-free section starting right now. So, John, what do you think? Do you have any sort of like attachment to the Thor franchise or Thor as a hero himself? Um, I think Thor is actually like one of the better characters in the MCU, especially right now. Um I would probably say like when it came to like the the core Avengers group, he was probably like the third. I don't want to say third best, but like the third most developed in a way. Like Tony Stark had a ridiculously good character arc. Um, Captain America had a great character arc that had a beautiful ending. Actually, him and Iron Man had beautiful endings um, to their stories. Um, Thor is another one that like wasn't quite up there with them but i definitely think that he was written pretty well um he wasn't up there with them just because his first two movies lacked that yeah, critical just, reception that iron man and captain america did and it wasn't until sort of that ragnarok and infinity war where they sort of like reinvented his character did people really start to come around on him yeah exactly and i think um I mean, I'm going to just kind of cut right to the chase, to be quite honest with you. Like, I, I'm i a big Thor fan. Like, I, and I'm i not going to sit here and pretty, like, pretend and be like, yo, I've been the biggest Thor fan since the 70s. Like, no. Like, 
I became a Thor. I became a Thor fan when Marvel introduced him, and um, you know, I've read all of the uh, Jason Aaron run that he. Jason Aaron, by the way, is. I I actually believe that he's probably one of the best comic book writers in the world right now. Um, he kind of reinvented Thor in his own way, in the comic book universe, and made him extremely interesting to read. Um, and added all kinds of storylines and characters to the Thor lore, if you will, that makes it even better to, to read. Um, so with that being said, I read all of that, you know, from like, I think he started writing Thor in like 2012 um, up until maybe like a couple of years ago. And I've read all of his comic books, meaning I read the Gore, the God Butcher series, the Jane Foster stuff. It's all really, really good. And if you are interested in reading comic books, if you've, I have read comic books and you don't know what to read next if you've never read it. I highly recommend anything that Jason Aaron has done by with with the character of Thor. I don't know what else he's written other than Thor, but it's very good. Um and so where I'm trying to get at though is I I have a visualization of like how Thor should act and sound and look and a lot of it is there with these movies, but like Something happened in Thor Love and Thunder that I just am not a fan of. And I think that Chris Hemsworth, I, I'm not going to put any blame on him because he can only do so much given the script. But he looks like Thor. He sounds like Thor. I mean, I, dude, the guy is one of the biggest actors ever. Like, that's he's Thor. But they, like, did such a disservice to the character. Like, they've turned him into, like this quippy and stupid one-liner like joke machine that has like kind of ruined the character like and I don't know if there's any way of getting back to what they were at and what makes me sad about that is I thought that Thor Ragnarok was pretty good and like that's when they like started showing glimpses of of this new Thor if you will but Infinity War toned it down just a tad, let him be a little more serious, and that was probably when we saw the peak of of Thor in the MCU. Um, and Thor in, in Infinity War was incredible. I think you would probably agree too, Steven. I think Thor... Yeah. Like, I, I have this thing where like I've been thinking about it a lot, and I feel like, like the Russo brothers... Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to watch the gray man when it comes out. Um, I'm hoping that, that it's good. It looks like a, just a, an average action movie. Yeah. It looks pretty like, like middling, but yeah, it just looks like a regular action movie. Like, but I'll check it out. Um, but I didn't like cherry. Um, so, you know, I, I'm hoping I like this, but regardless of that, I think the Russo brothers, when it comes to comic book properties are very, very good, uh, writers and directors. Um, and they've written some of the best characters in the MCU. Like, even in their Avengers movies. When I'm talking about, like, Captain America. They they wrote him f- so well. Uh, Spider-Man is written really good under them. Um, Thor is another one. Like, they let Thor have his little quippy lines. Like, oh, I noticed you copied my beard and all that. But, like, the struggles that he goes through in Infinity War and even in Endgame. I know the Endgame stuff was, like, funny. Haha, he's fat now. But, like... The struggles that he goes through are like struggles that like I actually would imagine someone would go through in his uh you know in his position. Um the Russo brothers write this character really good. And I thought we were really going somewhere with Thor. 
and then this movie came out and it's like we took two steps back and um you know he looked badass in the movie you know his his couple fight sequences were great but like wow bro they've like really turned him into such a joke and that's that's my biggest complaint about the movie um they're all there's obviously other complaints that we'll probably get into but thor is is one of the best marvel superheroes and he's probably one of the best superheroes just in general i mean norse mythology is 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 so rich with like stories and content and like the fact that marvel um you know uses some of that in their properties is amazing and i i just like I don't know. I feel like it was kind of a cop out this movie, and there was so much more that they could have done with it. Yeah, I th- I agree with pretty much everything you're saying. I think they really sort of put a blemish on Thor's character because he was so different from everybody else in the MCU, especially in Phase One where you had Iron Man and and. Captain America, while he was like this straight man, this straight arrow, you had Hawkeye and Black Widow who were making quips by the time Avengers came out, and all the characters sort of started talking and acting like one another, but Thor is probably the one who saddens me the most, because comic book-wise, whatever, I could see the other characters talking like that in comic books, Mm -hmm. but Thor never really, Thor was always his own person and his own identity, this wise serious but growing and learning sort of quote-unquote cosmic god this cosmic being and there was a sort of like this wiseness and this seriousness to him underneath and marvel really stripped that away and it didn't really bother me that much in ragnarok and and uh infinity war because he was a little bit more serious in Infinity War. It was like, you know, honestly, Infinity War had a good mix of like the cla- like the first two Thor movies and Taika's Thor. You know what I mean? Like it was like a combination of like both serious and comedy, and it was yeah. Like, but the he had like balance. just lost like Loki and Asgard had just blown up and Odin had just died and his life but, sucked. <laughs> yeah, and then but even in Endgame, he sort of starts to slip back into this. I guess they sort of start like. Uh, dialing up the love and thunder meter on end in endgame and then love and thunder just really takes it to an extreme really in my opinion and it, it it's a real disservice to the character it makes me really sad seeing a character like thor sort of reduced to just one liner on one liner on one liner and while this movie does have a lot of serious emotional beats that I really like because the movie was so short and so poorly edited it felt like those moments never really had time to breathe they just sort of happen and then we would get a jump cut and we're on to the next scene either someone is making a joke or we're looking at gore or Thor is flying somewhere and the emotional moments never really had time to resonate because of the editing and I guess sort of like the writing and directorial choices that were made but really the whole first half of the movie is just joke after joke after joke after joke and quite honestly this might be the least funny MCU movie in my opinion wow yeah this I think the theater that we watched it in 
laughed maybe three times out loud. Maybe I, it, three it times. is weird that experience that we watched it in. So like I watched it with Steven on Saturday, like right there it came out and barely anybody was laughing. The guy next to me was cheering every scene and it was like, I love seeing that. I, you know, even if I'm hating the movie, I love to see that people are like passionate about something. Um, but the theater I saw on Thursday, uh, night when it when it dropped, they were definitely a lot more lively and and cracking up at every joke. But there were times where I was like, okay, like they've done that same joke three times now. Like, is it still funny? Yeah, and then like you had like my theater, I think laughed at the axe joke, like the Stormbreaker joke, maybe twice. I mean, I laughed at it the first time, and then that's like that's it. Like the joke kind of got stale, but really it was just like someone and i don't know if this is a taiko itd problem or if this is a producers at marvel studios problem but it looks like they took all of the good things that taika does and ramped it up to like a thousand yes and not in a good way yeah and like this is the issue that like that i have like so i remember like when we were talking about the movie like in our group chat that we have with like a bunch of our friends um I don't remember who said it, but someone in the group chat was like saying, no, this is definitely Marvel Studios' fault. It's not Taika's. But I just can't help but not think that. Like, I think it's definitely, obviously, a mix of both. And this, where I'm trying to go with this is that I think Marvel Studios is at a stage of, I think they're at at a phase in this entire run of these MCU movies where... Kevin Feige probably feels like he doesn't need to be as hands-on anymore because he has this money machine that knows how to keep pumping movies out. Um, And so I think that he's probably trusting his directors a lot more. He's trusting the writers a lot more to uh, take reign and and control the ship. Um, And with that being said, I think Taika was probably given too much power and when when it comes to trying to write a cohesive story within this universe of movies you know you have to be on a leash unfortunately that's that's just the way it works and i know that everyone likes to say like you know the marvel has a formula yeah they do but it has worked before you know what i mean and like now i'm unsure if giving them total control like this is the right move um you know i guess it depends on the person if someone's like a super diehard comic book fan it could work i know taika waititi isn't like he's literally came out and said like he's barely read any thor comic books um which is okay i really it's funny because like that the more i've gotten older the more i've kind of realized i don't need a director to be a diehard comic book fan i just need the people around him to know what they're talking about you know what i mean mm-hmm. um so i don't know i think that it is a mixer a mixture of both marvel studios probably giving him too much control but also taika he's a fantastic filmmaker so i expect more from him and this just wasn't it like i literally watched what we do in the shadows a couple days ago great movie i watched um um what was the movie he directed before i forgot for the wilder people yes i watched that um a couple days ago another great movie and i was like wow i'm so pumped for thor uh love and thunder and it just like did not feel the same as his other movies. It didn't even feel the same as Ragnarok. They do the same exact characters. Um, 
So I don't know. I, I, I don't know who to blame, but I think everyone is, is probably to blame. So I was reading yesterday or the day before that apparently Feige doesn't have the facilities to oversee production on everything himself. So he picks and chooses what projects uh, he directly oversees. And I think you can kind of tell by looking at Phase 4. I think you could kind of see his fingerprints on Shang-Chi. No Way Home, of course, in my opinion, is one of them. I think Moon Knight, you could see sort of his fingerprints, but... Uh, even Miss Marvel, I think, has his fingerprints on it. Miss Marvel, yeah. I think like the really big characters and like really big event and like new introductory characters, I think he oversees. But I could see him not really giving a shit about like Black Widow or Thor 4 or something like that. Like, you know, established characters who sort of have these established personalities and established directors and the comfortability within the studio to be able to give it to producers underneath him, which is fine. However, it definitely has an impact on the product, and I think you could really see that in Phase 4. And now, while I'm not worried about the MCU going forward, I do think if they continue to keep pumping out content at this rate, I think eventually a decline will come. And you could already argue that the decline is here because this is the third out of the last four straight MCU theatrical releases that have bombed critically. You had Eternals, No Way Home, which was great critically and with audience scores. And then you had Thor Love and Thunder and, um, oh my god, which one am I missing? Eternals or Black Widow? No. Oh my god. Why am I drawing a blank? <laughs> Is there another movie in here that we're missing? Yeah. What the, what the hell? I was like literally just reading about it. This is insane. Well, regardless, I mean the the list that you're that you're putting together is uh, pretty worrisome. Like you could you could start to see a sort of downward trend. Oh, Doctor Strange. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Wow. How did I forget about Multiverse of Madness? But you could argue that you know a divisive film. It didn't hit critically like they thought it would. So. Where does Marvel go from here? Do they keep releasing shows like the Agatha show that's coming out? I know, like, personally, I'm not really excited for Echo because of Echo's character. I'm more excited because of the Daredevil and Jessica Jones and Kingpin rumors well, that surround it. I was actually reading, like, like Echo. I'm more excited for that now because apparently they're getting, like, writers from the old Daredevil show, um, Better okay. Call Saul. Oh, and wow. I forgot what the other show was. Like, they're, like... They're getting a like one. I think the showrunner is going to be the guy from Better Call Saul or something. Like one of the main writers from that show. So, I think they're actually trying to assemble a pretty good team for Echo and maybe even Daredevil. I know they have people attached to Daredevil that we're not so excited for. Um, but I'm hoping for the best for at least Echo. But there's definitely like a quantity over quality problem happening at Marvel at the moment. Yeah, I would agree and. Again, I don't know if things will change because there's also a lot of sort of t plot threads that are starting to show up that I don't think are going to be are going to come together in a way like audiences think like in an Infinity War way. I think what Marvel is doing is they're setting up uh, different little mini arcs. So, for example, 
I think like the street level heroes like Daredevil, Spider Man, Jessica Jones, Echo will have their own sort of event movie. Whereas the cosmic people like the Guardians, Thor, uh, Captain Marvel will have their own event movie, and then the Doctor Strange and the Moon Knight. You get what I'm saying? And then eventually, yeah. I think it will all lead to one big, big, big finale years down the line, which will probably be Doctor Doom. Hopefully. But it, I just think they're trying to do so much right now, and I don't know if sort of like the fruits of their labor will come at a later time. It's, it's hard to see. It's hard to tell right now. I feel like this is probably the roughest patch Marvel has been in since that, like, middling phase one where people were wondering if this is like a real thing or not if you know you know is this actually going to be this like cinematic universe like they're in a, they're in a very weird place and while audiences are still going to watch these movies i think the sort of heel turn is starting to happen because that's eternals which bombed i i thought eternals was okay i know a lot of people who did not like it no Way Home obviously was great. Big fans of No Way Home. But then you had Doctor Strange, which I know people who hated it. I know people who loved it. And now Thor, Love and Thunder, who... I don't know anybody who loves this movie. I, I don't was know anybody ex- that loves it, but like I think more than... Like, the, the, the general um, experience is... Like, it was good. I laughed. That's kind of the feedback I've been getting from people. I, yeah, I think I've, I've seen, I know more people who are kind of like whatever about it than who liked it, but it kind of makes me sad because I love Thor. I was really excited for this movie. I'm a huge fan of Taika Waititi. I think Jojo Rabbit, uh, Hunt for the Wilder People, Boy, What We Do in the Shadows are all great. I think he has a great, unique sense of comedy and, and storytelling. So it makes me kind of sad that, and I'm always pulling for Thor to have good movies because he would always get shit on during the old like phase one phase two and you know halfway through phase three days because he had the worst movies out of the i guess the quote-unquote big three and it kind of makes me sad that i didn't really like this movie i was bored every time christian bale or natalie portman weren't on screen again i didn't really laugh very often if at all it just a funny parts didn't really stick with me i thought thor was too bro-ish and too dumb everything just you know, happened so it, quickly like the movie was so fast-paced because apparently the studio said that they wanted this movie to be under two hours and you could really tell that yeah. they were really trying to fit that's not a movie, surprise yeah this movie into under two hours it, it just felt so frantic and so fast-paced or uh, poorly edited i think like, like I said earlier, the emotional beats didn't really land as much as they should have, even though I think, though, I don't want to get into spoilers, but I think a lot of scenes involving Natalie Portman and Christian Bale's gore, I think, were excellent, especially towards the end of the movie. But I don't know, man. This movie just didn't do anything for me. I think this is probably, I think the first half of this movie is probably my least favorite thing Marvel has ever done. To be quite honest. That's how much I disliked it. I actually threw it... I readjusted my MCU rankings on Letterboxd. I I readjust them every time a new entry into the MCU comes out. And as of right now, I have Thor Love and Thunder 
as my one, two, three, four, five, sixth lowest like rated movie in the MCU. Right now, it's only in front of Black Widow, Captain Marvel, the first Thor, Incredible Hulk, and Thor: The Dark World. Yeah. So, as far as like Thor goes on my list of MCU projects, I have it like kind of middle of the pack, towards the bottom. I really like don't think the movie's as bad as um, people make it out to be. Like, I still think Black Widow is is worse than this. I think Captain Marvel is worse than this. I truthfully think Iron Man three is worse than this. I know people defend that movie. Okay, chill, chill, chill. I know, I know. I chill. just I don't like Iron Man three. Um, I think Iron Man two is better than this. Iron Man two is actually I think underrated. But that's for another day. Um, but yeah, I have it like middle of the what's pack better, Iron Man three or Ant Man? Ant Man, absolutely. Damn. Nope. Ant Man's a great heist movie. Wrong. Whatever. Regardless, I think Thor's. You know, bottom tier, like you know, bottom third of the of the MCU list. Um, if you loved it, I'm happy for you. Um, you know, and <laughs> I know, I know, it's it's a controversial take to to like MCU projects nowadays. Um, and if you re- if you liked it, I'm, I'm truthfully, I'm I'm super happy for you. Like, I know a lot of people, and like I try to like think of it as like an average audience member. Like, I know like parents of uh, like people that i know that are like parents 40 50 years old um you know cousins uncles whatever um that have gone to see this movie and they loved it and that's because they're not thinking about the bigger picture of the mcu they're not into you know comic book stuff like that so i think that if you're like a, a casual movie goer you'll probably like the movie um but if you're kind of into the mcu and you're into comic books you're into the superhero stuff i could see you having an issue with it um but that's about it i think now is a good time to get into some spoiler territory um you know that way we can uh dissect this movie a little bit yeah all right so thor love and thunder spoiler section Uh, starting right now i guess thanos is back Thanos is back and he's madder than ever <laughs> and purpler than ever. Um, I thought all of the stuff with Jane's cancer was really, really good. Like, really top tier Marvel stuff. I thought. Really? Yeah. See, like, yeah. okay, like, and like, I'm not gonna dive into it too much. I liked it and I love that they inherited that storyline from the comic books because it's, it's beautiful like really like it's a really good storyline that mighty thor is really good yeah like the, just getting into cancer is not an easy topic um but i definitely like i i thought it could have been done way better than it it was like it was it was like it would get serious you know the cancer stuff and then boom joke starts to get serious and then boom joke yeah, but I'm I'm talking about strictly like those scenes where it's like just being addressed, you know. Like I think like if this was a longer movie, like a two hour and like I don't know, like fifteen minute movie, I think it would benefit a lot from having that extra cushion on on these types of scenes. But I think the bones for that were there. I I really liked it. Yeah, I I, I and I, I I do agree. I just I you know honestly you know what it is more than anything, and since it's a spoilers, I'm just going all in now. 
I think the movie did suffer from the uh, the, sh- the short film duration, runtime, whatever. The short runtime that the movie had, I think it's it it really did suffer because I wish that we got more Jane Foster. I wish that we got more um, of the cancer uh, storytelling aspect of it. I wish we got more gore. I mean, that's that's my biggest complaint. Is yeah, you brought me in too. Christian Bale, who's arguably one of the best actors ever. And gave him like what ten minutes of screen time, maybe yeah, that. maybe fifteen minutes of screen time, maybe yeah, if that. Like, I mean, this is someone that like I even Hella in the last movie, Red Ragnarok, I think had more screen time, and she was fantastic by the way. I love Hella, but Gore, you know, and if you know the comic books, Gore is like a very dark character. I mean, this guy literally like his name is the God Butcher for a reason. He slays gods and like wants to like. You know, put an end to every single god. He wants him to go extinct. And it was cool to see him say that in the beginning of the movie. And then we never got him butchering gods. Like, at least we <laughs> didn't see He kills one screen. god, like, in the cold open, and then that's it. He has, like, a, he has a, he has a fucking butter knife for the rest of the movie. Yeah, like, you know, in my whole complaint is... I've just been, like, watching interviews, like, on TikTok and YouTube, like, with Christian Bale and Taika, and, like, they're, like, laughing, talking about all these scenes that got cut, and then, like, I'm kind of, like, putting two and two together, and I'm like, damn, like, some of these scenes that got cut were probably really good fucking scenes. Like, Christian Bale, you know, and I don't know if you know this, but, like, Christian Bale stated that he had shared a scene with Jeff Goldblum, and that he also shared another scene with um, Peter Dinklage. And if you don't know, Jeff Goldblum was, um, uh, what was his name from Ragnarok? Um, he was a Grandmaster. Yeah, the Grandmaster from Ragnarok. Peter Dinklage was in uh, Infinity War as Eitri, the uh, dwarf troll. Um, you know, the one that, that, that shapes the uh, Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker. And I think that they were, like, lacking in the, like, building up Gore's lore and his story, like... Like, they show us, like, little quick glimpses in the beginning of the movie of, like, what he needs to achieve to get to eternity. But, like, I definitely think that that didn't need to be added to the movie. I think they should have had these scenes, like, with Peter Dinklage. Maybe he goes and kills Eitri and finds out, oh, I need Stormbreaker. I need access to the Bifrost to be able to act, to get to eternity. These are things that, like, were missing from the movie that I definitely think would have enhanced the experience. And... um you know, and it would give us more gore. It would give us more Christian Bale, and that was just like my biggest complaint in the movie is that he's not in it enough. Yeah, for them hyping up Christian Bale and gore in this movie, they really, really underutilized him. And I wish we would have gotten at least the scene with Peter Nicklage's character, because at least it would show why he wanted Stormbreaker instead of just like showing us on a note. That he drew and left on the moon for some reason? Well, no, like, like so they show in the beginning of the movie, you don't realize this till your second viewing, by the way, but when he grabs um, the sword in the beginning of the, like, the first five minutes of the movie, when he grabs the sword, he, like, has, like, a little, like, um, like... Like a vision? Like a vision. Like, they show it for, like, four seconds of, like, all these different things, and it shows you the Bifrost... Um, it shows you, I think, that photo of, you know, like, the Bifrost needing oh. to access. It shows you, like, in, like, quick little snippets in the first five minutes of the movie, like, in a, in a quick vision that he has. 
But like, bro, if you're watching the movie, like the, this is the first five minutes of the movie. I have no idea what any of that means. So Facts. I just I wouldn't think to put two and two together. I remember watching for the first time and I was like, how the hell does he know that? Yeah, like, literally. That's literally what I was thinking. And I think most people thought, how the hell does he know that? And then you watch it again. You're like, oh, I guess that makes sense. But that shouldn't be needed. Like, I don't know. Like, sometimes I feel like <laughs> we need to be spoon fed. But then other times I feel like there's times where they try to spoon feed us, spoon feed us. And I'm like, we don't need it right now. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's It was just it's weird editing i don't know man the whole movie just feels weird like it doesn't really feel real to be honest it doesn't it actually it feels like feels like a spoof it feels like i was watching like the matt damon version of the (laughs) thor events like but without the matt damon actors yeah it was literally just like matt damon and and uh, luke hemsworth like (laughs) just with like cgi yeah literally it's weird man like i've never left a marvel movie feeling weird but this one made me feel weird i don't know yeah. it's it, it's difficult it's really difficult to explain it feels like there's a lot of good in this movie but it feels like a first draft that was never revised someone just like taika just sort of sent it in and like <clears throat> feige didn't even read it he was just like okay whatever just make the movie and they were well, like okay well the 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 I, I think I said it in our group chat and you know I'll say it out loud obviously for the podcast cuz obviously the podcast isn't in the group chat but I was just like you know just kind of like searching Ragnarok you know the first two thors I was searching Lord Love and Thunder all on Google just trying to like see like what happened like there has to be like something like some kind of indicator and the one thing that I noticed was Taika, um, if I'm not mistaken, was like the lone writer for this movie. And they had like a whole team of writers for Ragnarok. And I think it was the guys that helped write um, Infinity War and Endgame. I think they were also attached to Ragnarok in some way. Probably to help keep everything cohesive. And um, I think that Taika probably just doesn't write a good Thor movie. I think that's just what it comes down to. I think that... If they're gonna let Taika do Thor five, which I'm, I actually am okay with, you know, all things considered, I think that they need to attach a writer that knows Thor with him, yeah, to give him that little bit of a leash, that, and that way we can get the comedic moments, but we can also get the Thor that we know. Yeah, I, I think I would agree with that, and like, it feels weird that this is the fourth movie. Well, f- eh, I don't know if you count Infinity War. I would I would say fifth if you count Infinity War. That's about Thor finding himself as a human. And it, yeah. it's like, how many more times are we going to do this, bro? I guess he's I lived. Said that, I said the exact same thing when I was driving home. I said, we, I was like, literally every Thor movie is about him rediscovering himself. Yeah, and it's like, how much longer is this going to keep going? Like, when is Thor just going to be his own person? Like, his own sort of realized character? It's... It's weird. It's like they don't really know what to do with him. I and they never I think really that's knew what, what to do is. Maybe he's so powerful they don't know how to write him. Maybe he's, you know, the whole but look Norse at mythology Wanda. thing is making them feel weird about it. Look at Wanda though. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 a very different um, experience than what I was thinking was gonna happen with Thor. Um, you know. Even in, in, in like, I, like, like to go back to what I was saying earlier, like in, in Infinity War and in Endgame, Infinity War was at Thor's peak. I mean, first of all, this guy was powerful. Um, 
you know, this guy went through so many like life changing experiences. Like the character was like was a really fun to watch on screen. Um, and then Endgame like kind of made a joke about it. But I, you know, there's something kind of beautiful within it too. At the same time, like when he figures out that he's worthy again, um, or maybe was worthy all this time, and um, you know that whole like conversation that he has with his mom, I thought was fantastic in Endgame. Yeah. And then he becomes a badass again in the final act when we needed him to be to be the Thor that we love. Um, and then boom, it's like you know he rediscovers himself again, and it's like at. He's at like a another high, and then this movie is like, oh, he's working out now, so now he's like strong again, and like he's no longer fat. I'm like, oh shit, this is gonna be another badass Thor. But no, 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 he's also rediscovering himself yet again. I'm like, he's meditating now, and it's like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I was like, dude, like enough's enough. Like, like, give me like a Thor story where like he doesn't need to find himself. Like. It's it's been so many movies. How many times has Thor appeared in the MCU? Like nine times now, ten times. Like a lot. We're good. Yeah, I I don't know. I I hope they finally take his character in a different direction. Chris Hemsworth loves playing Thor, so he's not going anywhere anytime soon. He's a fan favorite, and he's I don't want the him to perfect. Ca- Me neither. He's the perfect character to sort of keep around for a long time. There's a lot of story to tell with Thor, so he he's like the person you can. If you're gonna keep someone around, it's him, in my opinion. Yeah. I agree. So I just hope that for the future they sort of know what to do with his character, and really I just hope Marvel sort of comes together again and sort of starts to, I guess, put more care into their product. Not saying that they don't care anymore, but they're just pumping out so much that it's hard to just slow down. Yeah, just slow down a little bit. I, I, at least, just make sure Fantastic Four is good. That's all I care about. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, you know what, dude, Steven, it's so funny you say that because, like, I've had conversations with people, and they're like, bro, like, why are you so excited about Fantastic Four? Like, the first two reboots were ass. And I'm like, bro, you guys have no clue. People sleep, bro. People sleep. How awesome the Fantastic Four are and how awesome the villains that come with the Fantastic Four are. Doom, Galactus, I mean, holy shit, the, like, the possibilities are endless when it comes to where Marvel can go with those characters included. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I hope they get their shit together, but I, I just really hope, you know, the Fantastic Four and the mutants um, and all of these new characters that Nova that have yet to be introduced, uh, I just hope that when they are introduced, it's done tastefully and follows more of a phase three sort of uh trend than a phase four you know because i'm not it's honestly, there's a lot that i, I, I like in phase I four like but there's a lot that i don't phase three really i don't like comparing it to phase three because like phase three is it it they found their footing they knew what they were doing they had the end game like no pun intended they had the end game planned out when phase three started I want to compare this more to Phase One, and Phase One did have its, you know, that's true. Missteps. That's true. That's a good way to look at it. I th- yeah, like they're trying to they're trying to figure it out again. Um, that's why I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt. But I do think, like MCU, Marvel Studios, Disney, Feige, whoever the hell is listening, somebody please, like a marketing intern that works there, like try to get an, an email sent out to Feige. Just slow down. Just just pump brakes a little bit, like. 
we don't need a show off every side character. Like, I think they want to make a Korg show. I'm fucking Jesus. good. I don't want more Korg. I want more Thor. Good Thor. Um, you know, just slow down, man. That's 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 literally what I'm just trying to get get it down to. And one thing I kind of want to bring up to, and I think you might agree with me here, is um, the Disney Plus shows all have this same formula. And it's funny because I think that these shows are like trapped by them. The writers are forced to make a six episode arc um, or six episode season, if you will, miniseries, whatever the hell these shows are. Um, I don't know if WandaVision was was six episodes, so I'm not going to include that. Um, I'm not going to include She-Hulk. It's not out yet, but I know that's going to be like eight or nine episodes. I think it's like eight. Yeah, I think, but every other show has been six episodes, and I think it's hindering the experience. Like, Miss oh, Marvel, yeah. for example, I think the first two episodes of Miss Marvel were beautiful. I actually think that whole coming of age story, um, when it comes to the character, was brilliant. And then episodes three and four, they kind of lost their way. But then episode five was a was really good, and then episode six I thought ended really strong, and um. Moon Knight, I think, was the same thing. Halfway through, you kind of lose its it, it loses its footing a little bit. You're not you're not as interested. Um, Loki, I think, is definitely the strongest of those. Loki, I, and even then, you can kind of you can make the same complaint with Loki, where like halfway through, you're like, eh. Um, you know, I think that they need to let these writers. You know, maybe they should figure out how many episodes they want to make it. Like Echo, if the writers are like, "Yo, we want to make this." 13 episodes like Netflix. That's what we did before and it worked. Let's do this again. Let them do it. Mm-hmm. If they want to make a Daredevil show and they said, hey, I think the story will be strongest if we make it four episodes, not six. Let them do it. You know, like, I don't think that you need to stick to this six episode formula that Marvel's trying to, and maybe just Disney in general. Cause I, I don't even know how many episodes Bobo was, but, um, you know, just get screw that formula. You know what I mean? Like, just write something good and don't stretch it out as much as you can. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I mean, that's pretty much all I wanted to say about Thor. Like, no, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I think it's okay. It's fine. I'm just very, very disappointed by it. And it's bottom tier Marvel, in my opinion. Actually, you know what I want? I do want to say, like, I'll give the movie this much uh, props. Is I actually think, ending wise, I think it's one of the best endings in the MCU. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I was actually gonna say that. I'm, I'm glad you you brought it up. Yeah, this is a great ending. Like the last like five ish minutes of the movie are really good. Yeah, it's perfect. And the post credit scenes I thought were really good. Um, you know, just just hoping that everything kind of f- fixes itself in the future. Um, then they should pan out. But, um, you know, I, I thought it was cool to see Hercules, the guy that plays Roy Kent and Ted Lasso. He's, uh, he's ridiculously funny in Ted Lasso. And oh then, yeah. And then, um, you know, seeing Jane Foster enter Valhalla. I thought that like, that was a, I, I thought that was a beautiful scene. I'm actually glad that they didn't have any funny like moments in that scene. I thought it was actually really well done. Um, and seeing Idris Elba back as Hemdall. Um, those are good post credit scenes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't watch Ted Lasso. I haven't watched Ted Lasso yet, so that whole, like, reveal is kind of lost on me. But I think it's good casting. 
You know what's funny, Stephen, is like they like tweeted out like Variety or something tweeted out like weeks before the movie came out and said, "Oh, um, an actor from an award-winning show has been cast in a in a superhero role." Um, but then like people were asking like, "Oh, like what streaming service is it on?" They were like, "If we say what streaming service it's on, it'll be a dead giveaway." And I was like, what? And now I'm like putting two and two together. I'm like, oh, it's for sure. Like him. You know what I mean? Like, because if you would have said Apple, Apple TV. Yeah, everybody would. The first show is Ted Lasso. It comes to mind. Hmm. Oh, interesting. I do remember that Variety uh, report coming out. But since I never watched Ted Lasso, I was like, you know, it was kind of lost on me. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's kind of what we have to say about Thor. Um, You know, maybe one thing we could bring up too, just to end the episode. Um. I'm, I'm assuming Steven saw the spoilers. I, I'm going to get into Miss Marvel spoilers right now. So if you're listening and you're still watching the show, don't listen anymore. Um, but I'm going to talk. If you don't care, I'm going to talk about Miss Marvel spoilers really quick. Um, but they reveal in the last episode, and this is actually really big when it comes to like Marvel storytelling, uh, is they reveal that Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, is a mutant. She's not an inhuman. She's not a character that just happens to have powers, like gets, you know, stumbles upon these powers. Like, no, she is told like you had some, some type of mutant gene that this bangle or whatever unlocked. So I did see that. And that's pretty sick. I know she was originally the co-creator came out and said that she was originally supposed to be a mutant. Yeah. And that they changed it. So I guess this is like, you know, I was like weird about it, but like when I heard that the like when I saw the the writer, the, the original writer for Ms. Marvel, the creator, say that, I was like, okay, I'm cool with it then. Like, yeah, 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 I'm cool with it. It's, I, I like it's it. not gonna change anything. <laughs> so I don't really give a shit about Inhumans, anyways. So to be honest, I kind of like it. Black Bull is dope, but like everybody else is kind of whack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's only like six important Inhumans, anyways. So I'm, I'm I'm cool with the change. Yeah, I don't. I, I I'm assuming Marvel's gonna do something where like the X gene is is inside certain people and i'm sure they're gonna have so the next event movie is gonna unlock it you know what i mean I, I don't know how they're gonna write this but it's probably gonna be something like that yeah i'm, I'm assuming yeah um, but yeah i mean that's that's about it for the episode i mean i think we both uh felt the same way about thor you know we didn't hate it it's definitely not great and marvel is good they're they're usually put, putting out good stuff so it is quite disappointing yeah, a little disappointed, but Marvel's Marvel. I trust them to get back on track, and I'm still excited for future projects. So, I mean, it's not like this enjoyed. It's not. I'm not gonna be like a doomer. Like, oh my god, the MCU is dead. Like you know, <laughs> like a lot of people are saying right now. Just you know, a little cautious going towards the future, but you know, I'm still excited for almost everything else that they've announced. Yeah, I mean, Miss Fantastic. I better. I hope we get some Fantastic Four. Uh, news next weekend, you know, Comic Con. I'm hoping we get some casting, something. Just give us something fantastic. Oh, for, for sure, we'll for sure, we'll for sure get that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So uh, thank you guys for listening, and uh, stay tuned for next week's episode. Peace.